Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Matty D. And I am Jack Spoiler. (laughs) And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. To what? Something. Okay, wow, I think we've lost everybody here. Fans will know what I mean. Fans of what, Jack Spoiler? Yeah, I am Jack's plot prediction. Okay, okay, I'm with you I am Jack's podcast. Alright, you're making it much more obvious now. Alright, since you're in a talkative mood, would you be able to explain the premise of this show to anyone who might not be familiar? Here at Potential Spoilers, we look at upcoming blockbusters, and just by watching the trailer and looking at the promotional material, we try to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before it comes out. Yep, that's right. And when the movie comes out, we go and watch it and see how close we got to predicting the plot. We come back and share it with everybody. We do. It was a fun little game that we used to do back in the day. It was something I think we did from the time that we first met, essentially. Back when we were young. When we were still children, we would look at a poster for a movie and be like, I think I know exactly what's going to happen in this movie. It looks so predictable. And then we just decided, let's put our money where our mouth is. And now we do it every week. Well, every second week. Well, uh, technically every week, because when we go back and look at how well we did, that's technically putting our money where our mouth is. It is. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because one of Maddie D and I's personal most anticipated movies of the year, or maybe the last five years, is currently in cinemas, because showing right now is Thor, Love and Thunder, starring right. Maddie D of all starring people. Starring me, I'm the lead. I don't. I, <laughs> I know most people don't realise this, but yes, I am the lead of that You're movie. the surprise lead of the movie. Surprise lead. So everyone goes in expecting Chris Hemsworth. And then and, Chris uh, Hemsworth Natalie pulls Portman. off his mask and it's me. Right, that was the big reveal the whole time. Same body, though. The whole MCU is leading up to your big reveal. Yes. Same body. Yes, yeah. same, same body. That yeah. was your nude body in the trailer, wasn't it? Was, it was, yeah. That explains a lot. But yeah, Matty D and I are super excited to go and see that movie, which is unusual because I'm not a big superhero fan, but I thought the last Thor movie was really good. Thor Ragnarok, that is. And I'm actually kind of keen if we can actually spot Matty D's curly little hair in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie itself looks like it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. He is hoping. I just he watched Doctor Strange, so I'm looking forward oh. to a good Marvel movie. I didn't mind Doctor Strange, actually. I guess that's a conversation didn't, for another day. Yeah, I didn't think it was fantastic, but I didn't mind it, to be honest. I thought it was a bit more refreshing than the last bunch that I'd seen. But yeah. You just like Sam Raimi. You I guess so. Give Sam Raimi. I guess There's no so. Spider-Man 3, let me tell you. <laughs> no, it definitely is not. I'll say that straight away. Anyway, let's talk about the movie that we're here to actually talk about this week. So, we're doing a prediction of the movie Bullet Train, which is apparently based on the Japanese novel Maria Beetle, aka Bullet Train, of course, by Kotaro Isaka. Now, I did not look into this book at all. I'm not sure if you abstained at all. Yeah, I read the I read the book and then I based my plot on the book. <laughs> Could you imagine? (laughs) It'd be so easy to cheat for this episode. You just look at that book and then I imagine a lot of the plot is in there, but that's not what we're about on this show. So I completely avoid it. I didn't even look at a synopsis for the book, just in case it would give something away, because we're just focusing on this movie adaptation. Me neither. I mean, the movie could be different, but I abstained as well. I was good. I I saw there was a novel based on it and I said, you know what? We're taking the high road here. Yeah. You're a bigger man than that. Don't need it. (laughs) Your cheating days are over. So, Bullet Train, the film adaptation that we're here to talk about today, is directed by David Leitch, who, of course, directed Deadpool 2, and a movie that we've covered in the past, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Two classics. Two classics, Matty D says. So, I thought Hobbs and Shaw was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, I liked it, and it I like Deadpool, so... Yeah, it had a pretty cool good. vibe, Hobbs and Shaw, that is. So, I'm actually keen to see, I suppose, I was going to say, like, an original concept, but it's based on a book. Mm-hmm. But something more original than we've seen. Something that sits in its own universe. Yeah. Yeah. It does it does it's have not a, a franchise. Yeah, exactly. It does have a different vibe to it. So and it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. So it does. Now, interesting that you should say that because last week at the very end of the episode, you were lamenting the idea of us covering Bullet yeah. Train. You threw your head back and you went, Oh Yeah, I did. And you're like, this does not look like a good movie. But it sounds like you've completely changed your tone this yeah, week. Yeah, so with Bullet Train the only thing I saw about it was the poster, and I looked at the poster, and it looked kind of like your kind of Ocean's Twelve so style thing. You you just judged a book by its cover. I, did, I literally judged so the book by the its poster, cover. and like this poster doesn't look very engaging. So my emotional reactions went as followed: I, I heard about we were doing Bullet Train. I thought this movie's going to suck, so I was angry. I was like, damn it! Then I watched the trailer, and I went. This actually looks like a lot of fun. So then yeah. I was happy. I was excited. And then I realized I had to predict this movie. Yes. And then I went, oh, no. Yeah, exactly. I had the same reaction because I was like, that trailer looks really fun. How the hell am I going to work <laughs> this into a plot prediction? And then reading the 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 information about yeah. the movie itself and all the cast, it's just like, yeah. oh, boy. This is going to be a challenge. I, I don't think we've had a challenge this great since, oh, geez, what would you say? 
I felt like Nope was quite a challenge, but I feel like this is even more of a challenge than Nope was. I feel very similar to our Us prediction. Yeah, it does feel that way. Um, a little bit like The Kitchen as well, even though with The Kitchen mm, we didn't, we have, didn't a have a trailer. Yeah, because we've got all these characters and we've got all these scenarios and we don't quite know how they work in together and, you know. Where's the movie taking place? When's it taking place? All of this stuff we don't really know and we're just going to have to speculate on. Yes. So, what do we know about the movie so far? So, I've only managed to find two trailers to yeah, this me too. movie. Uh, so, there, so you've only found the two. One's pretty much a teaser, classic, right? Another mm. one, thank God, is a godsend of a trailer. Yes. There's so much information. These trailers go so fast. Yes, I had to go frame by frame. Oh, my Lord. They throw so much at you. It's And I feel like the film's going to be uh, very similar in its pace, yeah, but it throws absolutely. so much at you. It goes really fast, a lot of action. But from what we can see and, what, and what's written about the plot as well, it's about Brad Pitt's character, Ladybug, mm-hmm. who is an assassin who's coming back into the field, is coming out of retirement or he's coming out of a break or yeah. something like that. He goes on a job that's supposed to be an easy job where he collects a briefcase from a bullet train going mm-hmm. from Tokyo to um, Kyoto. Kyoto, that's right. I, I read it was somewhere else, but it is Kyoto, uh, which I believe there's a bullet train that lasts about, I think it's like two or three hours, The this bullet train. Maybe it's four. But anyway, I digress. Well, but, we can see in the trailer that it's at least an overnight trip. Yes, yes, yes. So he's on the train, he's collecting a briefcase, and shit happens because he's not the only assassin on this train, not the That's only right. assassin who's after the briefcase or after other stuff, and he just seems to be getting in all these fights, and a lot of his past is kind of coming back to haunt him, it seems like. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Nobody, if you remember Nobody. I know you haven't seen the movie no, yet, I haven't. but you know how Nobody was sort of like a more comedy-esque version of John Wick? It reminds me of John Wick, so it's funny you should say that. Yeah, so it feels a lot more like a comedy version of John Wick, which Nobody already basically was that. So I actually really enjoyed Nobody. I'm looking forward to going back and revisiting that movie. So I'm hoping that we're getting something along those lines because I think John Wick is good, but at times it takes itself way too seriously. So the idea that we're going to have a similar plot, but not taking itself seriously is is a great prospect to me. And it's actually been directed by David Leitch, as I already mentioned, who was one of the ghost directors of the first John Wick movie. Really? He's never credited, but yeah, he was the co-director. And then for some reason, he was just never credited as the as one of the directors of that movie. Interesting. Maybe he chose not to. Maybe there was like a dispute between him and whoever. I can't remember the name of the actual director, but yeah, maybe they had a falling out. I don't know. Don't know the history, but yeah, he did Hobson Shaw. So hopefully he brings that energy to this movie. So did you actually want to hear the official synopsis that I pulled from the... Uh, the Bullet Train website? Yeah, give me all two lines of it. It says, In Bullet Train, Brad Pitt stars as Ladybug, an unlucky assassin determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. That doesn't sound like correct English, does it? After one too many gigs gone off the rails. Fair enough, I would have said went off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course with wackiness. <laughs> no, on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train, and he's got to figure out how to get off. And as <laughs> Hasn't I said, he figured that out already? <laughs> very nice. And as I said, that was from the official website. So that gives us a little bit of information. We know that there's going to be a lot of, you know, crossing paths and storylines, and, you know, this leads to that. A big Rube Goldberg of assassins, basically, mm. on this one train. Yes. And there is a shitload of, of assassins on this train, too. A shitload of characters. We don't know if all of them are assassins or not. We can just presume that from the information we're given. So let's talk about who's playing these assassins. Let's talk about who's in the movie. So playing the character of Ladybug, we've mentioned him already, is Brad Pitt, who we talked about in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Great to see him back again. Always a pleasure. And next up, playing the character of the Prince, confusingly enough, is Joey <laughs> King, who I know best from the first season of Fargo, as well as she was in the first Conjuring movie. I believe she was a Disney actress once I think upon so. a time. Disney child actress, but now she's graduated to you know, bigger roles. She's playing like a, I suppose you could say like a sexy schoolgirl in this, but yeah, it's hard to a, tell. With a very over-the-top British accent. Yeah. I have a theory about that, but we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. So next up, playing the character of Tangerine. The Tangerine. <laughs> the Tangerine. Is Aaron Taylor-Johnson, who of course we talked about in Tenet, Kick-Ass himself. And next up, playing the character of Lemon is Brian Tyree Henry, who, of course, we talked about in Godzilla vs. Kong, as well as Eternals, where he played the, the gay Eternal. That was his superpower. Homosexuality. Uh, he was the Eternal that had the bow tie and, yes. and caused Hiroshima. How dare you be so disrespectful? <laughs> Speaking of, playing the character of Yuchi Kimura is Andrew Koji. Now, that actually sounded really offensive when I said that. Well, he's from Japan, where Hiroshima is. And, of course, we've talked about Andrew Koji before because he was Storm Shadow in Snake Eyes. He was. Next up, playing the character of Elder is Hiroyuki Sanada, who, of course, we talked about, well, 
he was in Avengers Endgame and we saw that, but we didn't talk about him in that because I don't remember the character that he played. But we did talk about him in great length in Mortal Kombat because he played Scorpion and he was also the financier of the heist in Army of the Dead. He was. So back again for another show. He is. He's great. Another return actor to our show playing the character of White Death is Michael Shannon, who, of course, we talked about in Knives Out. And following him... Playing the character of the wolf is Bad Bunny, who I believe is a rapper. I don't know. Uh, Also previously 24-7 champion at uh, WWE. Really? No joke, yeah. Wow, there you go. Was he still performing as Bad Bunny (laughs) back then? Yeah. He's he's a rapper first and he appeared. You mentioned him before. That's right. I I think it was off air. We had a conversation where you mentioned him as Bad Bunny and I thought you were talking about Bad Baby. So we were having an (laughs) argument. You were just like, you were trying to prove me wrong and you were like, What's a modern artist that hasn't been like around in the last or yeah has before like within the last two to three years? Yeah, and I just went Bad Bunny, and you were like, "Who?" <laughs> I thought you were talking about Bad Baby. Do you remember Bad Baby? <laughs> no. So it's spelled B H A D B H A B I E. Uh, she was what's her name? Daniela Brigoli, the girl who was famous for going on Doctor Phil, and and uh, remember she had the dyed red hair. And she oh, was just like, catch me outside! How, how about, about that? that? Yeah, that girl, right? Yeah, she went on to become Bad Baby. I didn't know she had a name other than Catch Me Outside, girl. There you go. Yeah, well, there you go. But yeah, Bad Bunny, this guy does it all. He's a he's a musical performer. He's a wrestler. He's an actor. There he we just go. gets to do whatever he wants. Yeah, and he looks like he's going to play an interesting character in this movie. Next up, an actor who we've never talked about on this show, but a very prolific one, playing the character of Maria Beetle herself, is Sandra Bullock. What do you know Sandra Bullock from? Miss Congeniality. Yeah, of course. Uh, she was in Demolition Man, if you remember that. <laughs> she was. She had hand sex with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and it's kind of implied in that movie. I think this was just a fan theory. It's kind of implied that it is his daughter as well. Oh, really? Did you ever hear that theory? No, I never watched Demolition Man. What was the... Oh, Wesley Snipes? I always mix it up with... No, I'm thinking of Sandra Bullock here. What was the the romantic comedy she did with uh, Hugh Grant? Oh, is it wasn't Notting was Hill? Four weddings and a funeral? Was no, she it wasn't. Uh, it could have she could have been in that, but no, it's not the one I'm thinking of. The only scene that I can remember from the movie is that she was playing tennis with Hugh Grant, and she fell over in the mud in her white tennis skirt, and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> it was that kind of movie, and I saw it twice in the cinemas. It was one of those movies where not I did, two I did, weeks notice. Yeah, it was two weeks notice. That's the one. Yeah, I saw two weeks notice twice in the cinemas because first of all, my mum wanted to go and then I went on a date. You went on a date to see? <laughs> yeah, that's really? right. Did the date go well? Yeah, well, we were already boyfriend and girlfriend oh, at that point. Nice. But yeah, I didn't want to see it either time, but just begrudgingly did it. <laughs> for the girlfriend. Yeah, and, and for my mum too. Aww. So next up, playing the character of Hornet is Zazie Beetz, who of course we've talked about as the imaginary girlfriend Sophie and the Joker. Mm-hmm. And playing the character of The Sun is Logan Lerman, who we've never talked about on the show before, but he was the main character in The Perks of Being a Wallflower, Charlie. He was also Percy Jackson in Percy Jackson. And before that, I always knew him as the the like child actor from really shitty early 2000s He did movie. a lot of those movies. Because he yeah. was in The Butterfly Effect, he was in Gamer with Gerard Butler, and he was in The Number 23, always playing like the kid. Mm. But yeah, I'm so glad that he uh, you know managed to pull a career out of like a shocking start there. <laughs> a shocking start. Those are loved, beloved movies. What gamer? <laughs> the number twenty three <laughs> with top secrets. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> and the last two people I just wanted to mention: Karen Fukuhara plays a train crew member. She was Katana in Suicide Squad, as well as she's in the TV show The Boys. Can't say I'm really familiar with her too much outside of Suicide Squad. And Massey Oka, I just really wanted to mention Massey Oka. He appears in a minor role. I didn't see him in the trailer, but I had to mention him because he played Kimura in Spies in Disguise. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's right. So looking forward to seeing him again here. All right, let's get into our plot since I understand that we both have really long and complicated plots. Yeah. Yeah, so I believe I'm going first. Yeah, it's your turn to go first. Right, right. So before I get started on my plot, I just want to let you know about my process here. So I really struggled, right? And I watched the trailer. Inside the Matthew studio. Yes, yes. This is the peek behind the curtain. And I sat down and I wrote my plot and I pulled bits of the trailer. I like saw this scene, saw this, because there's so much happening. So I saw this scene and I pieced it all together like a puzzle. Yep. And I built this plot and I was kind of like, oh, okay, I don't think I'm don't think I'm going to be 100% right, but you know what? This is this is good. This is all making chronological sense. It all like this bit works into this bit, works into this bit. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, I think I've got it. I think okay, cool. I think I'm happy with that. And just to revel in my brilliance, I went and watched the trailer again. You know, just to be like, look how right I yeah. am. And when I watched here, this fits there. <laughs> when I watched the trailer again, I paused it, I looked at it, and I said, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I went back to the cast list and I realized there was a character that I had not included in the in yeah. in my plot at all. I bet you it was the son. 
No, nope. it wasn't. Was it the sun? No, nope, okay. it wasn't. And it was particularly bad because there's another character who speaks to this character who I thought was actually Brad Pitt. So I, Brad Pitt had this whole relationship in my plot oh, that no. didn't exist. So I, I went through and I and I was like, oh no, how am I going to piece this together? And I was like, well, I guess this scene has to happen here, but that doesn't make sense because he has a phone here or he has this here and it doesn't work out because he loses this and he loses. And it wasn't working for me. So I'm trying to pull it together. I'm trying to use this work I've already done, which was, I thought, good, and trying to tie this other character in. I was like, look, I'll, I'll watch the trailer again just to give me some clarity. Okay. Because you do this, I think, as well. I, I th- At least I do, just to g- give myself some. So I watch the trailer again. Yep. And then I pause the trailer and I go, who is that? Because <laughs> there's another character who I didn't realize was in this plot. So I just kind of, I, I was like, I tried to fit him in. So, do you remember when we talked about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and I had this whole elaborate plot worked out, and then right before we hit record on the show, I rewatched the trailer and realized that I was so wrong that I had to just scrap everything and make it up on the spot? Yeah. This very, this very much feels like it has that same energy. Well, I have something, Kieran. It's all over the place, and I'm yeah. not confident at all. Wouldn't be a Manny D plot I, if I, it I, wasn't all over the place. I take offense to that, sir. But um, look, I, I did my best. That what, what I'm hoping for wild speculation. <laughs> I did my best. So, firstly, I am going to put my foot down. There will be no childhood, childhood flashback. flashback. Okay. I didn't think so either, to be None. honest. None. But if there is, <laughs> we're this is going to continue to prove our point. We're not going to see Ladybug on the swing set fall off Scrapey's, Scrapey's knee as Sandra Bullock, who's the same age because she's the mother figure, come and come. Even though Brad Pitt's older than Sandra Bullock. <laughs> These things don't need to make sense. We're going to open with Ladybug, much like the trailer, walking the streets of Tokyo. He's on the phone mm-hmm. with his handler, uh, Maria Beetle. She answers the phone as an international agency. This is a code. This is a cover. Yep. He tells her that he's, you know, his, his break is over and he's ready to get back into the field again. Now, Ladybug is an assassin who is discussing his first job back. He tells Maria that he has a new lease on life and he's going to try to put more peace into the world. He's going to move away from his violent ways. When Maria asks him what he means, he says, what about insert job here? And we're going to see that as a flashback, which will be a common thread throughout the movie. Now, Maria will also call him Ladybug at this point, mm-hmm. um, and that's going to be his new code name. Now, every job, he'll get a new code name, and Ladybug guesses that that's the code because Ladybugs are lucky. It probably isn't the reason why, but that's just what he speculates. Um, and Ladybug will go into, when, when Maria's like, oh, no, you're not unlucky, he'll go into describe how unlucky he is, and we see some flashbacks to previous jobs that demonstrate how biblically unlucky he is. Mm-hmm, such as? Oh, you know. Pick your poison. <laughs> there's just going to be scenes. Well, we see in the trailer, there's a scene where like a hotel staff member He's parked falls. outside a hotel yep. and a, a staff member, like a bellhop, goes to commit suicide and lands on top of his car and he has to drive him to he hospital. He drives him to the hospital. Apparently, he saves him. But I think we're going to see others. There's there's a Mexico wedding that mm-hmm. happens that goes badly. I think it's going to be like a supposed to be a chill mission, but it goes wrong and ends in gunfire. So, things like that. We're going to see okay. this all here. So, this is a good time to say a few things. No one's name, with a few exceptions, will be mentioned. It'll only be people's code names. Yeah. We'll never yeah. know Brad Pitt's actual name. He'll just be Ladybug through the whole thing. Like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, good point. Also, the pace of this movie will be very fast. I kind of. Huh? As fast as the bullet train itself, it's going to be breaking. <laughs> You're not going to have time to think. You're not going to have time to digest anything. If I was to. Compare it to anything, I, I kind of suggest John Wick or maybe that Miss Marvel TV show. It'll just the be The first going, John Wick, maybe. Yeah, it'll just be going a million miles an hour. Miss Di- Marvel TV show, you say? Yeah, which yeah. is actually quite good, but it has a kind of fast pace to it. I guess it takes t- its time as well, but sure. essentially dialogue will be quick. There'll be a lot of movement, fast camera turns, flashy colors, flashbacks, action scenes. Everything will just be happening at a crazy pace. Now, Maria instructs him to head to a locker. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like Ladybug requested, they're gonna. She's gonna give him a nice easy job. Now, when he goes to the locker, he finds there's an earpiece, a phone, and a gun. And he tells Maria that he's gonna refuse to bring the gun because of his new peaceful outlook on life. How can I bring a gun and expect it to be peaceful and everything to go, you know, in an orderly fashion? I'm gonna reject the gun and it's gonna go swimmingly because that's the intention I put out in the universe. Maria advises against this. <laughs> she says, the penis is evil. The gun is good. <laughs> yep. The gun is good. The gun is the good. The penis is evil. Now, this sequence all happens at night. Ladybug is going to be, the whole plan is, he's going to grab the briefcase out on the train in Tokyo. He's supposed to get on the train and get off the train. 
straight away. Right. Okay. While it's in the same While stop. While it's in the same stop. Okay. The train is, as we said, going from Tokyo to Kyoto, uh, which I think I looked it up. It takes about four hours, but this is an overnight train, as you said. Right. So he's getting on at three in the morning and he's going like to arrive at six or Something seven. Like the whole movie will take place on the train, or at least the vast majority of it. Mm-hmm. The train will leave late at night, and the arrival will be early the following morning. Sure, However, yeah. we don't know that because we think Brad Pitt's going to get off the train. He's not, by the way. Also, it'll never be revealed what is in the briefcase, much like Pulp Fiction. Ah, interesting. It's going to be a MacGuffin. All right, here we go. Ladybug manages to jump on the train. He narrowly misses the train because, remember, he's unlucky, so he mm-hmm. manages to board it. Meanwhile, on the same train... Yuchi is his name, right? Yuchi, yeah. Yeah. Yuchi sits next to Prince. Now, she's pretending to be a British schoolgirl. Yuchi was the character I missed, don't by the way. have to be rich. Which, you mean the prince? Yeah. I the, don't uh, think Prince is on the train. The prince. The artist formerly known as Prince is <laughs> yeah, on the train. Okay. Now, she says to Yuchi, hey, you made it, and you can relax on your way to Kyoto. Take your jacket off. I'll give you a shoulder massage. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And her whole goal here is she's going to make sure he makes it to his destination safely. Yuchi's name will not be mentioned here. Now, Ladybug will enter the train. We go back to Ladybug. Well, how do we know his name's Yuchi? We find out later. Okay, sorry. He's just a mysterious man. He's just known as Storm Shadow at this point. <laughs> Storm Shadow. Because uh, his identity plays a part later on. Okay, interesting. In the plot. Or so I've heard. Or so I'm making up. We'll, yeah. We'll see how we go. A lot of this is coming together in the- Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> in the telling. So, Ladybug enters the train. He grabs the briefcase and goes to exit. But as he goes to the doorway, he runs into the wolf. Mm-hmm. Played by Bad Bunny. Winston Wolf. He's there to solve problems. He's there to solve issues, yeah. So as soon as we see Wolf, he'll tell Ladybug, hey, I finally found you. And then we'll see a flashback. Mm-hmm. And we saw a bit of this in the film. It's going to be the Mexican wedding scene where there was a gunfire. Yep. We see the Wolf is actually there and it all goes bad. Wolf's men all die. Yep. What happens? It's tragic. What happens? What happens? Yeah. So um, Ladybug is, he's pretending to be like a, um, a waiter, I think. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Lemon and Tangerina at this point, there's a deal. They're trying to switch over stuff and it all goes to shit and everybody well, starts So, there's a tandem deal. drug deal going on or, or some sort of shady underworld deal going on at this wedding is what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. I didn't think too much about it. The important thing is that it went bad. It went bad for That's the That's just you presuming two separate moments in the trailer are connected. Yes, that is me. shown back to back. Yeah, that is me because yep, that is sense. true. Well, because location-wise, it, it didn't make sense for me to have two yep, separate yeah, locations. Yep. I, I played with that idea, by the way. I thought that was going to happen at the end of the movie but because they hand over a briefcase. Mm. But I, I think it's a flashback. Well, it's a different briefcase, so it's a good guess. Right. Once the flashback is over- Ladybug will respond with, who are you? Despite us as the audience seeing the huge fight scene that involved, you know, mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah. The running gag here will be that the wolf has this big vendetta against Ladybug, but Ladybug does not remember him at all. Yeah. They have a huge fight scene where Ladybug uses the briefcase as a shield. Remember, he's got the briefcase still uh, against wolf's knife attacks. They go into a bar section of the train. Ladybug manages to beat up the wolf and knocks him out or something. <laughs> or something, yeah. Or something. Maybe he ties his hands. He vanishes into the uh, the hallway dimension. What's it called? The Yes. Whatever. What are all the kids are talking about at the moment? <laughs> yes. Now, meanwhile, the son, who is another character I forgot about. Yep. The Logan son, Lemon's character. Tangerine and Lemon are all sitting together. Tangerine asks Lemon, where the briefcase is. And Lemon says, I hit it. Don't worry about it. Tangerine I hit goes, it with all the other briefcases yeah, in storage. Tangerine goes, uh, well, you know, yeah, he just stored it. You're right. And and uh, Tangerine goes, well, I don't think we should store it in the main area. I think we should go get it. So they go to the storage place and realize it's gone. They look at each other and they say, we need to find out who's taken it. Now, Ladybug steals Wolf's phone. I forgot to mention that the knife stabs through his like chest and yep. it stabs the phone, so his communication with Maria is out at this point. Yep. So he takes Wolf's phone to call Maria. He's like, hey, I got somebody else's phone, and I've missed my stop. And he's going to the next carriage, and then he sees Tangerine and Lemon in the carriage across from him, and he tells Lemon that the twins from Johannesburg are back, yep. and we see a flashback of a job with Lemon and Tangerine and also Ladybug that shows Tangerine and Lemon as ruthless killers. They're just stabbing people, cutting off heads. I think this yep. whole scene takes place in a parking lot looks to me to be a parking lot, but anyway. And Maria tells Ladybug that he needs to get off that train. Now, <laughs> Lemon 
because I needed to get rid of him at this point, tells Tangerine, I'm going to head back to my seat. You can go look for the briefcase. <laughs> this is one of my like edits that I needed to do. I'm and- on my lunch break. <laughs> I- you know what? This is not a two-man job. You can go look for it. Tangerine is uh, you know, continually searching Fort, and he sees Ladybug through the door. Ladybug notices this and, of course, runs the other way. On the way, he bumps into a mascot on the train, that big yep. thing, and I don't even know what that is. But it's, Well, it's just a mascot. It's just a mascot, yeah. And as he does so, he bumps into him, or her, we don't know, or they, uh, and Ladybug drops his briefcase. The mascot picks it up, thinking he's helping him. He's like, don't worry, I'll, like, I'll just put it in the, in the rack yeah. above. And Ladybug's trying to fight to get the briefcase back and ends up punching the mascot. And we all laugh. Makes a squeak noise when he connects with his fist with his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's padding. The mascot will be fine. So Ladybug ends up in like the kitchen area. Tangerine meets up with him. They begin to start to fight, but are interrupted by a character who we'll know later as the Hornet, pretending to be a staff member. That's as he beats. Right. Ladybug. Ex- That's not what happens in the trailer. <laughs> well, I'm going with it. Ladybug extends the conversation, and just as she leaves, he asks one more to Tangerine if we can resolve this without violence. Tangerine declines, and they have a big fight scene in this kitchen carriage. Ladybug manages to knock Tangerine out with a kettle. (laughs) Very nice. Looks around and realizes that the briefcase is gone. Who could steal it? Mm, Who knows? Who knows? He heads to the quiet carriage. I don't think that's where this scene fits, but this is what we're going with. Where Lemon is there. So he sits down and he fakes that he has a gun. He doesn't have a gun, remember? He didn't take the gun. So he fakes that he has a gun under the table, like Han Solo and Greedo. It's kind of like that scene. Yeah, except Han Solo had a gun. Except Han Solo had a gun. McClunky. What's that? I said McClunky. (laughs) Lemon pretends like he doesn't know who Ladybug is. I don't know why. I don't think they will repeat the same gag as they did with the wolf, so I'm saying he was pretending here. They go back and forth hurting each other, much like we see in the trailer where they're trying to like, you know, he slams the laptop on Lemon's hands. Yeah. Uh, Lemon grabs his hand where, you know, he's holding the pretend gun, pulls it forward, face plants, ladybug. They're in the quiet carriage. So they're trying to do this all without making any noise because there's that one woman. Yeah. She's she's not in the library this time. She's not doing her librarian duties. She's there just going shh every time yeah. they make any noise at all. Now, there's going to be a gag here that Ladybug's going to pretend to have Tourette's and apologize to the lady. He's like, I have a condition, right? It's okay. Why, it's why Tourette's. He, yeah, it's why he says, eat a bag of dicks. No, sorry, I'm trying to be better. That's my guess anyway. During the fight scene, Lemon will mention that the White Death is after the briefcase and it's absolutely important that he doesn't get it. Ladybug will not know who the White Death is. Right, so these guys are trying to keep the briefcase away from uh, White Death. Yes. Okay. As Lemon has Ladybug's head pressed on a table, so he has his head pressed on the table, Ladybug's face is turned facing the aisle. He'll see the Hornet, who no one really is thinking this is a big deal at this point, walk past with the tray like a, or, or a, a cart. Yep. Any lollies from the trolley boys? Um, <laughs> that has the briefcase in it. Hornet has it. So Ladybug will face plant Lemon and in a moment of distraction somehow manage to wedge Lemon to his chair. <laughs> so he can't escape. On. He puts a seatbelt on and Lemon's like, oh, get <laughs> I'm me too up. Fat. It's because I got sick of saying he gets knocked out. So okay. he's going to get wedged. I certainly didn't get sick of saying that. <laughs> Something needs to be a little different here. So he makes his way to Hornet, but gets tackled by the wolf. He, oh, the wolf's back. He, you know, he got up. He retained consciousness. They start fighting. Wolf pushes Ladybug out the door. Wolf will hold on to the doorway while Ladybug holds on to Wolf. Wolf is kicking Ladybug in the face, but he manages to crawl up the wolf into the door. Pulling his pants down. Pulling his pants down. He's like, don't. I'm embarrassing underwear. (laughs) It's like wolves on his uh, his underwear. Ladybug will make it in, but Wolf is still on the outside and gets knocked by a bridge outside. We see this trope, right? Like he's holding on to the... The doorway bridge, on the outside, and then you know, like a pylon of a bridge goes past. Real yeah, fast yeah, like yeah, it. like they like go through Wally a bridge, Coyote. and he and he hits the he hits the wall, so he's dead. Okay, maybe his hands will still be holding on. That'd be I hilarious. So. What rating is this movie? It's got to be R, I have right? No or idea. MA? I have no idea. I guess it'll depend on the rating. Now, when Ladybug gets inside again, so he's like, ah, oh, finally, safe and sound. He turns around and realizes the prince is holding him at gunpoint. She's been watching him go back and forth all night. She asks who that was, as in who the person the wolf that was. just died, who the wolf was. And he responds with, I have no idea. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Writing jokes for the movie here, people. Where was I? All right. So I, this is this is like a, a thing for the whole plot, but Ladybug's going to be awkward and disheveled by comparison to the prince. I think that's pretty, okay, pretty yeah. self-explanatory. He's been beaten up a few times. Yeah, yeah. He's, Must he's, be getting tired at this point. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, he is. The prince offers Ladybug a deal. She'll help him get this case uh, back if he doesn't draw any more attention to her and helps her get her man to Kyoto safely. And then uh, Ladybug is like, well, I wasn't drawing any attention to you before. I wouldn't have noticed you if you didn't approach me just now. <laughs> well, he's like, he's making fights and he's doing all this fight stuff. So, you know. Right. So there's chaos going on in the yeah. train and she's worried that it's going to cause issues. Like the yeah. police will come it's onto gonna... the train and she's harboring a, like, a known fugitive or something that's like that. That's right. That's is what right. you're telling me. That's right. Am I helping you out? You Maybe. are helping me. Thank you. They split up to find the case. Now, Ladybug is making his way through the train and he's attacked from behind by the Hornet. She has a needle that can kill him. She describes Mm-hmm. We see in the trailer, she's like, you know what this can do? And he's like, yes, I do. Shut up. She woman explains it. <laughs> they fight. The hornet throws the needle. It bounces off the wall, back to her, stabs her, and she dies. Oh, interesting. I like it. Ladybug has the suitcase now, or the briefcase, whatever you like. <laughs> he heads back to meet up with the prince, but finds that Tangerine and Lemon have Yuchi at gunpoint. So they have him with a gun to his head. He offers them an ultimatum, the briefcase for Yuchi. The prince is there too by this stage. Tensions mount. They've got a Mexican standoff thing happening here. Meanwhile, some- Japanese standoff. Japanese. Yeah, true. Well, the wolf is dead. He's He's got the Mexican yeah. belt buckle, so he's gone. It's a Japanese standoff. Meanwhile, while this is happening, a masked assassin lands on the train, the roof of the train to be precise. And Where did he come from? Oh, you know. A helicopter? A really fast helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> They're assassins. He jumped then, off a bridge and broke I, his legs. I, I think I think they like used grappling hooks. Okay, from where? From their grappling gun. <laughs> I know where the grappling hooks come from, but what are they attached to? The train. But where did they fire them from? The road, or the, the, the footpath nearby. Yep. Okay. I think they're going to drive something very close <laughs> to the bullet train. Again, really fast. Maybe it's another train. They're in a they, McLaren F1. And they get like they, Mach 3. Yeah, they, they've got another bullet train running side by side and they jump on the train. Who cares? Wow. It's Inertia. an Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a helicopter, actually. A really fast helicopter. Yeah. yeah a helicopter that would have to be able to go the speed of a bullet train. They, One of the fastest <laughs> things known to man. They parachute. They hook to the they with their grappling hook. They hook to the train and they land. They've on got the roof. roller blades on, <laughs> and they grapple to the back and they're pulled along really fast. I'm detecting a hint of sarcasm <laughs> and attitude. I'm watching here. this hole get deeper and deeper <laughs> and deeper. Yes, go on. You know so, how like bullet trains stop at stations? Why couldn't you just say he jumps on the train at the station? Because Ladybug would leave at that point. Okay, good point. There needs to be a reason why he can't Maybe get off he was the train. in the toilet. <laughs> He's like, damn, I missed my stop again. The Are we stopping? T- I haven't wiped yet. The only time he... Uh, unless unless he keeps missing his stop because of the fights, which now that I think about it is quite clever. Mm, so maybe that's going to happen. Rewrite, it's going to be... It, why did it's going to be again? at a stop and they're going to like jump on, but they're still okay. going to end up on the roof. Okay, yep. And, and the reason he hasn't gotten off the train is because... There's been a fight scene that happened either with Hornet, either with Wolf, okay, either with yeah. whatever. This is happening in tandem. Yes. All right, yes. points for me in the future for helping you so much. No, <laughs> I came with, came up with that by myself. No, you did help me. So, character is on the roof of the train and put a bomb in the middle of the train. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Blowing it up. It's turned into Under Siege 2 now. Yeah, at least blowing up the middle of the train, which causes like a huge chaos kind of thing. Right, okay. Anyway. Front half of the train is detached. It's moving forward still, somehow. Mm -hmm. Assassins go in the front of the train, or they like make their way to the top of the train. They jump in, and they shoot the drivers off the train. What did they do? Absolutely nothing. How sad. They were just there. Innocent bystanders. Yeah. You know what? They probably work for White Death or something, but nah. In your circumstance, they don't. They don't. Okay. Ladybug, Tangerine, Lemon, and Yuchi, and the Prince all work together to defeat the Assassins. Ladybug will then try to drive the train, but crashes it into another train. He's very unlucky. Mm. <laughs> All How right, end up on the same track. <laughs> the train was supposed to. It was one of those like track changing. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow the bomb. The bomb, the, tra- <laughs> the bomb went off. The train flew into the air and then like <laughs> just connected like skis into uh, the other track. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this part of my plot kind of derails a little bit. Oh, it derails at this point, does it? I don't appreciate your I thought it derailed just then when the, uh, the train oh, was blown up into the right, air. Yes, it derailed then, but literally it's about to derail even further. There's an old man who I didn't know how he fit into this whole thing at all because he's there in the morning. Okay. But he was there the whole time. He's just hiding. He's a mystery man. We're talking man. about Hiroyuki Sonata's character. We are talking elder. about the elder. That's right. Okay. He reveals that the White Death is not actually after the briefcase, but the boy, by which he means the son. Okay. Oh, what? 
Lemon's character, yep. Yeah, Ladybug and the crew realize, well, the boy's not here, the, the, the son's not here, so they head back to find him and realize that he is dead and his eyes have been gouged out. Oh, dear. Ah, it's revealed that Yuchi killed the son. Okay, interesting. He was part of the White Death's crime family and he betrayed them. A flashback shows Yuchi being a badass, killing all the crime family members. Wait, I thought you said that the White Death wanted to kill the son. You're saying that he didn't want to kill him, he wanted to... What did he want? Uh, he he wanted to get his son back. Who oh, was like so escaping. the son is White Death's son. Yes. Okay, I'm with you now. That's right. I'm leading up to that, but yeah. It's almost like it's in his name or something. <laughs> yes, true. True. So Yuchi, who we thought was kind of like a good guy, actually turns out to be, you know, have a darker past. I guess everybody does in this movie. Uh, he was part of the crime family. He betrays White Death. He kills all the crime family members. The son was actually White Death's son. It was revealed at this point and is the last family member. He's sworn to kill all of White Death's okay. family. All right. Like, and so how is Elder involved at this point? I'm not sure I understand. Did that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Siri. I think Siri's speaking for the audience. <laughs> and Matty D. Uh, he's part of the crime family too, the Elder is. I don't know. Or, or part of the part of the world. Who cares? Um. <laughs> oh, wait, so wait. So Elder is, is a part of White Death's crime family and he got onto the train to why? I have no Was idea. Was he there the whole time? I have no just idea. Hopefully it all comes you together. You have no idea. Soon. So, the men who br- blew up the train are White Death's men. Yuchi has a bounty okay. from White Death and White Death himself didn't know his son or the briefcase were on the train. Okay. Gotcha. So, what were they doing there then? They were trying oh, they to, were trying get, to Yuchi. get Yuchi. Okay. Yeah. Why would he blow up the train? Which is another plot hole. I was just like, well, why would they blow up the train? Because they're trying to kill Yuchi. Okay. Interesting. Yep. The elder grabs Yuchi and blows him up yeah. with a bomb okay. strapped to him. He's gone. Don't need to ask any more questions about him. Okay. He's gone. All right. I won't. <laughs> this finally causes the train to crash. Anyway. White Death reveals himself at this point because they're in Kyoto. He comes out of point. a cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> a bathroom cubicle. <laughs> they Oof, land there. I was here the whole time. Yeah, White Death's waiting for the train to arrive because he's like, well, we missed it. You know, uh, I'll just wait at the at the destination here. Train explodes. They crash, but they're at the destination oh, anyway. So the train like slides into like the Kyoto station. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, that was convenient. Yes, yes, yes. So he reveals himself. One and like he pulls guns on our heroes. He gets one of his minions to go into the train to see if like they could find like Yuchi's dead body, which they do. But they also find the boy's dead body. Oh no! Carry out the boy's dead body, and of course this looks awfully incriminating. You mean the son, right? The son, yeah. The son. I keep calling him the boy, but yeah, the son's son's dead body, and of course this looks bad. But Ladybug, Tangerine, and the Prince fight their way out against White Death's goons. Swords are used at this point as well. But then suddenly, Maria Beetle arrives on the scene. And oh, we Sandra Bullock herself. Sandra Bullock herself. This is the first time we see her before we just see her mouth, much like the Warriors. That's the sort of vibe they're going oh, okay, for. Okay, like the radio DJ and the Warriors. Yes, yes. Okay, interesting reference. And she says, stop, 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 stop. Because White Death has respect for her. So he's like, hold, hold on. Everyone stop their fire. And she's like, well, you know, this is my guy, Ladybug. He's my, he's my assassin. And I've been on the phone with him. And look, I record all my calls <laughs> for, for quality and training purposes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and and I, I can show you that it actually was Yuchi who killed him. So, you know, Ow. it wasn't our guys. Because, you know, they, they, they capture the conversations. Okay. All right. Yuchi so he was on his earpiece the whole time and mm-hmm. she was recording everything that was going on. Yep. Okay, that's, right. that's, that's really convenient. Yeah, it's really convenient, which exonerates him, and White Death decides to let him go. Maria Beadle asks him playfully if he has any brain damage. Yeah, uh, he, he Mar- just don't fall asleep, Ladybug. <laughs> don't fall asleep. Here, and this is morning, by the way. I think I already said that. Um, it's it's morning after the bomb goes off, or even before the bomb goes off, by the way. It like, hits daylight there. Worth a point if I get it, so just mention it there. Uh, here, Maria will also reveal why she chose the name Ladybug. And, and I was it? like, why is this, is, this is one of the things I thought. I was like, yeah, she'll say, no, the reason isn't because you're unlucky. The reason that I chose Ladybug is because... And then I was like, don't know. So I said, the reason she chose the name is because you can't kill a Ladybug. Yes, you can. <laughs> the reason I chose Ladybug is because you're red and have black spots on you. <laughs> it sounded cool. Uh, yes, so I said the contents of this... Oh, b- it's unlucky to kill a Ladybug. There you go. Yeah, okay, that so works. So how can you kill him if you've got the name Ladybug? Because, oh, wait, I'm helping him. <laughs> help I'm, me, what am help I me doing? some more. I'm nearly done, I'm nearly done. So the contents... Why am I making sense of your nonsense? It's coming together, kind of. Um, the contents of the briefcase will never be disclosed. However, it's the rabbit's foot from Mission yes, Impossible Three. It, yes, exactly. I don't know that reference, but I, I guess so. It's uh, but whatever's in it 
could have destroyed White Death's empire. So when they get interesting, when they get the briefcase, they're like, ah. "Phew!" So, which is why I'm trying to make sense of my nonsense here. Which is why he inadvertently hired Ladybug. White Death did. So White Death, okay, mysti- he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be it be known that he hired Ladybug. He didn't want to send his own goons to get this briefcase. So he hired an agency, right? In like some kind of code name. Presumably, mystery. White Death didn't know where the briefcase was. Yes. <laughs> I just fired a massive hole into your plot there. Because you already specifically I, said that he didn't know that no, the briefcase was on the train. So, meaning that when uh, he asked... He didn't. All right. So, his empire is under a microscope. The briefcase sure. can be used... in front of the Japanese commission, yep. like organized crime yep. commission. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whatever's in the briefcase can be used against him. So, he ah. can't send his goons to find the briefcase because that looks bad. And also, everyone's tracking his every movement. Sure, Why he has okay. a gun fight at the end, who knows? Just ignore that. So, he hires Maria Beetle. Maria Beetle finds out where the briefcase is, unbeknownst to White Death, and that's what happens there. So, Ladybug goes to collect the so, suitcase. It is my attempt to close this circle here. So, he was trying to find a suitcase which just happened to be with his son the whole time, yes. is what you're telling me? Yes. So, he had no idea that this suitcase was with his son, no. who happened to be on this bullet train that happened to have a man who was, who was <laughs> he was trying to find and assassinate at the same time. It's all That's massive coincidence. Ma- massive there. coincidence. Massive coincidence because the son stole the briefcase. Okay. And what? The son hired the two Lemon and Tangerine to protect him is what you're telling me? Something yeah. along those lines? They're, they're escorting him across safely. Okay. Wow. And it just happened to be the same <laughs> bullet train that uh, Yuchi was on. Yep. Okay. All right. If this happens in the movie, I'm going to be so impressed. Me too. Can you wrap this up, please? I'm done. You're done? That was it. That was the whole movie. That's the whole movie. There you go. Wow. That was a really, really long plot, and that was really, really in-depth as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see if that's anything close to the movie. I actually have a feeling you may be on the right track because I don't our think plots at all. are so similar. Really? Swings and roundabouts. We essentially have the exact same plot with a few minor differences. There are so many crossover points in our plot that it's ridiculous. You're I didn't kidding. even think that you'd be this close to me. I didn't think that either. I, I'm. I think my plots. So we were shit. both. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we were both looking at the same source material quite clearly, but I took it in slightly different directions, but only slightly. Let's get into it. So I think the movie will start with a Saturday Night Fever-style introduction to Tokyo, where we see Brad Pitt's character walking down the street to the Japanese version of Staying Alive. Now, I actually paused the trailer and tried to work out where the location was. I saw like a bus that said Tokyo on it, and I was just like, I think this might be Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very clever, Kieran. Nice that you do your research. Yeah, I was really impressed with that. (laughs) Yeah, very funny. Very funny. Listen to our Jungle Cruise episode if you missed that reference. So, Peter's in a good mood and dials a number on his mobile phone. Maria Beetle answers the phone, posing as International Business Solutions course, as you discussed, this is a cover. Pitt's character reveals that he's just wrapped up a holiday after a string of bad luck and wants to start back with an easy job. Maria gives Pitt the codename Ladybug and Ladybug realises that the name is poking fun at his bad luck. Just at that moment, Ladybug is almost hit by a truck. And his foot ends in a puddle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> his shoe's all wet. And then a guy standing next to him goes, watch that first step, it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> Maria, I'm full of movie references this episode oh, for some reason. Maria doesn't believe that Ladybug is truly unlucky, but Ladybug demonstrates this through a series of flashbacks. One of the flashbacks involve a wedding in Mexico where he accidentally poisoned the bride and groom while posing as a bartender. Oh, okay. Ladybug believes that his bad luck is a result of karma and has chosen to live a life of peace and positivity since he had anger issues in his past and, of course, being an assassin has killed several people. Maria gives Ladybug his new job, which is to collect a silver briefcase from a bullet train and deliver it to a client a few stops away. We quickly realise that Ladybug is an assassin, no duh, when he opens a coin locker to reveal a handgun. But Ladybug refuses to take the gun and jumps aboard the bullet train unharmed. I really don't need to point out that the train is travelling from Tokyo to Kyoto since we've said it about five times already, Mm -hmm. but that was my next point. On the train, Ladybug switches from his phone to an earpiece to keep in contact with Maria. He rummages around in the luggage area until he finds the briefcase he's looking for, which has been marked with a sticker. We then cut to three British assassins, Tangerine, Lemon and The Sun. Two British assassins and the sun. We'll get it. <laughs> All right, okay. Through a flashback, we see that Tangerine and Lemon originally stole the briefcase from a Yakuza-run fish market and are delivering it to a notorious crime boss known as White Devil. Cool. Okay, so they're delivering it to White Death. That's right. White Devil runs a Yakuza clan and gets his name from being a Japanese-born Caucasian man. Makes sense. 
The son is actually White Devil's son, and Tangerine and Lemon have been tasked with protecting him. I'm so glad you think that too, which makes gives me some confidence. It makes so much sense yeah. if you think about it. So in my plot, they're protecting the son as well as the briefcase. The son is essentially bringing the briefcase to his father, and the two assassins, the two British assassins, were hired to protect him on that journey. Makes sense. And bring the briefcase along with it. That's right. So yes. the briefcase is highly important. Why that is, I'll, I'll get into in it. Why minutes. is the son traveling? I know I didn't. Because the son's bringing the briefcase to ah. his father, and the assassins are there to protect the son and the briefcase. Cool. That's why they're sitting with the son and the briefcase is elsewhere. Ladybug soon spots the three British assassins and recognises them from a job he did in Bolivia rather than Johannesburg. Oh, okay. We have a flashback to Tangerine and Lemon killing people ruthlessly in Bolivia. They're wearing like uh, Breaking Bad style uh, jumpsuits as they go around hacking and slashing people ruthlessly. Ladybug and Maria realise that they must be after the briefcase themselves. Of course, Lemon and Tangerine, as I already explained, are transporting it. And Maria tells Ladybug to get off at the next stop. Ladybug goes to exit the train, but is stopped by a Mexican gangster known as the Wolf, who instantly attacks him. Sounds very similar. Exactly. During their scuffle in the train's bar carriage, the Wolf stabs Ladybug in the chest, but Ladybug is protected by his mobile phone, which is destroyed. The Wolf tells Ladybug that he'll never stop chasing him, and says, I will ruin your life the way you ruin mine. Ladybug has no idea who the wolf is, and through a flashback we learn that he is a dangerous drug dealer, and all the people who were accidentally poisoned by Ladybug at the Mexican wedding were his friends and family. So not just the bride and groom, but maybe the whole bridal party, the immediate family, all toasted with poisoned tequila. <laughs> he killed his whole family. Dead. That's so sad. I kind of I'm rooting for this guy now. Well, it was an accident. He was only oh, supposed okay. to poison the groom, but then just through just sheer idiocy, sheer bad luck, he managed to poison the whole bridal party. The wolf has spent years tracking Ladybug down, killing everyone who gets in his way. Ladybug manages to dispose of the wolf non-lethally, but he now no longer has contact with Maria and has missed his stop. Exactly like in your plot. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're introduced to the characters of the prince, who is dressed as a schoolgirl, and Yuchi, who has come aboard to meet the British assassins and collect the briefcase. Oh, okay. The prince spots Yuchi as he walks past and calls him over. The prince poses as one of the British assassins, since Yuchi has no idea what they look like, and for a while we think that she may actually be working with them. But the prince is actually an assassin herself who has been hired to kill Yuchi before he can collect the briefcase, and she soon takes him out with a bullet to the head. Okay, so um, the British, the other British assassins, they're not delivering the briefcase to White Death. They're giving it to Yuchi, and Yuchi is going over there? Uh, there's a reason for this later. Okay. So he's collecting the briefcase not necessarily for White Death. He's collecting it for somebody else. Oh. Okay, so let me explain it just so it's it's crystal clear. So he was supposed to collect it from Brad Pitt on the train. Oh, okay. For somebody else. So the person who hired Brad Pitt, well, sort for Ladybug, the whole reason that that was involved. So Yuchi was supposed to come on board and collect it from... Yeah, I, I know that I said he's going to the British Assassins, but he was supposed to find the British... Actually, this isn't making sense. So It's hard, isn't it? So I, I, I'm scrapping what I just said. I'm <laughs> okay, scrapping right. what I just said. Because doesn't Brad Pitt try to leave as well? Yeah, cancel all of that. So Yuchi is working for White Devil. He's come on board White to... White Devil? White Death. <laughs> Sorry, White Death. Uh, yeah, Yuchi is working for White Death. He's come on board to collect the briefcase um, from the sun uh, that they can get off and, and go and do their own thing. But, of course, the prince is there who's is supposed to assassinate uh, Yuchi. And, yeah, she, she does that. Make okay. more sense? Yes, it does. Oh, I, I can help you out here. Maybe Yuchi is actually a member of White Death's sort of crime family. He's a trusted member. So yeah. White Death's like, you know what? Yeah, I can hire these two Brits, but I, I want one of my guys here as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why she Teamwork. says, you know, we're, we're right on schedule, but she's pretending to be one of the assassins. Yeah. She says, you're just going to find these British assassins and they'll let you know what's up. She pretends to be British because she's actually American. Ah. And yeah, everything that I just explained happened. So now that we've sorted that out, I, I, I in all honesty, full transparency, I struggle to work the Prince and Yuchi into oh, the plot. Oh, Because yes. I'm like, I don't understand how they fit in, so... Now that we're being honest, me too. There's too many characters and it just, it was so hard. Well, given that Yuchi and the Prince don't appear anywhere else in the trailer aside from the scene when they talk to each other, I just presume that they're not important. Well, I thought the Prince was going to work with Ladybug, but There's when no I, evidence of that. Th exactly, there's no evidence to that. So I'm not going to say that at all. So we cut back to the real British assassins who start to get nervous about the briefcase. Lemon and Tangerine leave their seats to check on the case and are shocked to find that it's missing. Tangerine tells Lemon that White Devil will... It's White Death, isn't it? It is White Death. I wrote White Devil all through my plot. Isn't it funny that we make fun of me for saying the boy? <laughs> well, well, I don't know which is worse. <laughs> so, Tangerine tells Lemon that White Death will kill them if they don't bring him the briefcase, and we get a flashback of White Death brutality, and we're introduced to his enforcer who wears a red demon mask. 
Okay, so I thought this was this character was White Death. Well, he's not. Okay. He's not. There's two different characters. So we see White Death and he has dyed white hair. Yes. And then this character with the demon mask has black hair. So okay. they're clearly not the same character. All right. Unless previously he had black hair and wore a mask. <laughs> it's his younger but version. No, for me, it's, it's his, a childhood flashback. It's his enforcer. Okay. And so we see, just through a flashback, how brutal. He's killing people randomly. He's got his enforcer there doing all his dirty work for him. So Lemon and Tangerine are like, Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So they know his reputation. We see this through this flashback. So White Death's clan is at war with a rival Yakuza clan. And the briefcase is the key to getting the upper hand. So whoever has the briefcase has the upper hand in this battle. Yeah. Quite like you, I never reveal what's inside the briefcase as well because I don't think the movie will either. Because we're fans of Pulp Fiction here. Yeah, exactly. Lemon and Tangerine return to the sun, who has been killed while they were gone by the prince, who slipped off the train unnoticed. The prince slipped off the train. That's right. Okay. So she's Obviously safe. not the dead son, because he's not even slipping anyway. <laughs> he's, he's dead body slipped off the train. Yeah. Tangerine and Lemon are now doubly screwed, and Tangerine sets off to find the briefcase. He's like, maybe we could still salvage this. So the prince killed, uh, Yuchi killed the son, and- took- Yeah, that's right. Didn't take the briefcase, but they've lost she the She wasn't briefcase. hired to be connected to the briefcase at right. all. She was just was hired to take out the two people Man, connected to White Death. They're fucked. Exactly. This will work into my plot later. Ladybug finds that he needs to get past Lemon and is convinced that Lemon will recognise him from the Bolivia job. That was where they had their last run in. Ladybug decides to talk things out peacefully with Lemon and sits across from him. Ladybug asks if Lemon remembers him, but Lemon doesn't. Ladybug is slightly offended. <laughs> he's like, what, you don't recognise me? He's, he's the wolf to, uh, yeah, exactly. to Lemon. Ladybug pretends he's holding a gun under the table and Lemon shushes him as they are in a quiet carriage. The two begin to scuffle quietly and an old lady continues to shush them. Ladybug manages to quietly knock out Lemon. I like that I use quietly as my only descriptive word there and breathes a heavy sigh of relief. So he's finally beating him up and he's like, ah. He could do what Bullseye does in Daredevil. I haven't seen Daredevil. You think I've seen that movie? Knocks the peanut into the old lady's mouth and she gets knocked out or dies. So the old lady shushes him again and he tells her to eat a bag of dicks and then immediately apologizes. So as I mentioned before, he had anger issues in the past. Since now he's trying to live a life of positivity. Ah. He says, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be a better person. Right. It's not like, I have Tourette's, sorry. (laughs) Uh, I hope they don't I have Tourette's that that only like kicks in in one pivotal scene and never at any other point in the plot. Because if they do that, it'll be- He's just fighting fighting with Hornet and the whole time he's going, piss, piss in my ass. (laughs) No, he's pretending to have Tourette's. And I hope they don't do that, by the way, because it'd be horribly offensive, but that's just my, that's what I think is going to (laughs) happen. Okay. So as the train approaches the next stop, Ladybug goes to leave, but bumps into a mascot promoting the bullet train. So this is Bullet Kun. (laughs) And the mascot picks up the briefcase and won't let it go, so Ladybug punches it in the face. This causes Ladybug to miss his stop yet again. Oh, no. He's not being very peaceful. Well, he's trying. He's not killing people. He's like, I can hurt them, but I'm not going to kill them. I won't kill them. As he waits for the next stop, he is attacked by an assassin known as Hornet, who is disguised as a train staff member. Hornet kicks a food cart at Ladybug and they have a fist fight. Ladybug is aware of Hornet's reputation of killing her victims by injecting them with venom. Because it's a stinger. It's exactly. clever. We both picked up on that as well. Hornet attempts to stab Ladybug with a deadly syringe, but he blocks it with the briefcase. Again, Ladybug manages to subdue Hornet, but yet again misses his stop. It's becoming a trend here. Mm. Exhausted, quite like me in this episode, he goes to the dining car to get a drink where he runs into Tangerine. The two begin to fight with Ladybug wielding a tray, but they're interrupted by an employee pushing a food cart. The employee offers them a drink and Ladybug accepts the sparkling water. Ladybug asks Tangerine if he wants to talk it out, but Tangerine refuses, so Ladybug throws the water bottle at his head. The fight leads them to an emergency exit door, which Ladybug opens, causing them to be sucked out of the train. Oh, okay. Ladybug clings onto the doorframe for dear life while Tangerine grips his legs. So I like we have like almost like a full role reversal. So in your trailer, we had the wolf hanging out with, yeah. with Ladybug hanging onto his legs. Here we've got uh, Ladybug hanging out with uh, Tangerine hanging onto his legs. I, I need to rewatch this trailer, man, because I think we see Tangerine during the day and we don't see the wolf during the day, which is why I thought it was the wolf that dies. Okay. Here. I can't wait but you to didn't rewatch say, it. You didn't say he dies yet, so. Tangerine is taken out <laughs> by a passing train <laughs> and Ladybug manages to crawl back inside. Okay. He dies. Back on the train, Ladybug runs into Lemon again and the two start fighting. Ladybug manages to convince Lemon that he's screwed either way and they agree to work together to escape White Devil's wrath. Sorry. White Devil. Lemon just calls him White Devil. (laughs) White Devil. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretending to be Japanese. White Death's wrath. The train finally arrives in Kyoto and we see that White Death is waiting on the platform along with a bunch of well-armed goons. They're all wearing masks. They're carrying a, a variety of weapons. 
Ladybug exits the train carrying the briefcase, and it is quickly snatched away by one of White Death's men. Ladybug is brought to his knees and is about to be executed. So they got him dead to right. They're holding a gun to his head and they're like, you've caused us so much trouble. You caused my son's death, even though he didn't. <laughs> and you're going to be executed for it. One of the goons opens the briefcase, revealing that there's a bomb inside. Oh, no. So they swapped out whatever was in the briefcase for a bomb. Maybe it was another briefcase that they planted. Who, a, uh, who did that? Either Ladybug or Lemon, who are working together now. Okay, so they plan to get caught at this point. Yeah, that's right. This is all part of their plan. The bomb explodes and Ladybug is knocked back into the train. Uh, wow. <laughs> Lemon convinces the drivers to take off and the train leaves the station once more. He's like, go, go, go. <laughs> oh, so, so they, they jump on the train and they drive. That's right. But as the train is leaving, White Death and a few of his men slip aboard. Maybe they get a helicopter and grapple down onto the roof. No, just as the train's coming out of the station, they just go in through an open door. Yeah, they use their grappling hooks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they head towards Ladybug and Lemon at the front of the train, but White Death is stopped in his tracks by a mysterious man known as Elder. Elder is the leader of the rival Yakuza clan, and the two fight with katanas. I was so interested to hear how you fit this guy in, because I struggled. So, so he's-, he's the head of the rival Yakuza clan who White Death is at war with. So why did he- Oh, he's jumping on the train to meet White Death? I'll explain in a moment. Okay. So they're fighting with katanas. Yes. Awesome. Meanwhile, White Death's men shoot the train drivers in an attempt to stop the train, but Ladybug pulls a few wires and prevents the dead man's switch from kicking in. So you know the whole rule where if the tra- if something happens to the train drivers, the dead man's switch kicks in and the train will automatically stop. Yes. He's got a way of bypassing that. He pulls the wires out and he's like, this train's not stopping for any time soon. Certainly know that. Feels like a, a bit of a flaw in the safety system, <laughs> but whatever. Ladybug and Lemon fight the Yakuza goons and Lemon is killed during the brawl. Elder stabs White Devil through with his sword and cuts off his head just to make Matty D happy. Love Matty, it. Matty D loves a good old-fashioned sword decapitation. I love a good- We're going to have one here. Sword decapitation. Oh, man, I hope so. Ladybug and Elder sit across from each other as the sun rises, and Elder reveals that he is the client that Ladybug was supposed to deliver the case to. Ah. So he got on the train at Kyoto as well, because that was where the train was so going. So why did he fight him with a katana? Why did he fight White Death with a katana? Oh, I thought you said Ladybug. My mistake. When did I say that Ladybug fought anybody with a katana? I never said that. Right. She must have been so confused. You're like, how is Ladybug fighting goons and White Death with a katana at the same time? I clearly said that Elder and White Death fight each other with katanas. I'm with you. I'm with you now. That makes a lot more sense. (laughs) You just weren't paying attention. Ladybug hands over the real case and wonders aloud why he still has terrible luck. Because he's like, this whole day has gone to shit. And Elder tells Ladybug that everything that happens to him is fate, not luck. And Ladybug says, well, that's a shit deal. (laughs) I like that message, though. Sort of. The train finally comes crashing to a stop, and the two men part ways. So, quite like your plot, maybe comes crashing to the stop in a station. Like, well, that's convenient. <laughs> and they and they leave the, to go their separate ways. He's like, "Thanks for bringing me the case. Job well done. I'll give you a five star rating on Assassins. You know, the Uber version of Assassins, yeah. whatever it is." <laughs> a bruised and bloody Ladybug finally meets up with Maria Beetle, who he smiles warmly at. Maria mistakes Ladybug's happiness for a concussion, since she's never seen him smile before. <laughs> And that is the end of my plot. Yes. And do we know what's in the briefcase? No, you said it never nope, gets I said it's never revealed. Cool. Wow. Like Ooh. I said, very similar, but a few Boy. like character differences there. What a marathon. Yeah. So it's very clear that there's a lot of information with this trailer and you could pick it in a number of different yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. I guess it'll be interesting when the movie comes out. Yeah. It's coming out next month, I think. So I'm actually keen to see this one as well. It's this and Nope are the two ones where I'm like, I have no idea how this plot is going to come together. I'm desperate to see it, to see how close we were and see how it all fits together. So now that we've got our plots out of the way, let's open it up to the listening audience. So if you, the dear listener, have any theories on what you think is going to happen in Bullet Train, please let us know. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site, or you can simply hunt us down on social media. Just search for Potential Spoilers on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We should come up. Yes, we should. Uh, Let us know if there's anything we missed in the trailer. I'm sure there is. Absolutely. If we got the context wrong, or in your opinion, the context wrong or right, or who is more right and who is more wrong. Maybe you've read the book, Maria Beetle, and you want to give us a few hints. (laughs) Don't spoil it for people. Please don't spoil it for us or anybody else if you have read the book and if you know it's going to be a faithful adaptation. I would love the person who read the book to listen to this show and just be like, oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe they're like, oh my god, they nailed it. <laughs> they got it exactly right. Wow. Even the helicopter bits in this. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the story already, please let us know your theories. I'm always keen to read people's theories. And before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. It's another installment of actual spoilers. And here's one that uh, I don't know if I'm excited to revisit it. It's a movie that I saw Ooh. last year. 
it's a movie that I, I guess we sort of felt lukewarm on in the first place because next week we're talking about the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife and okay. seeing how well we got to predicting the plot. Okay, all right. Well, I've I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah, so. me too. Well, I've seen the movie. I have mixed feelings on it. Interesting, interesting. But I, mean, I still thought it was better than Ghostbusters yeah, 2016. I was going to say, it's got a high high pedestal to live up to with <laughs> Ghostbusters 2016. So, My theory is that you won't like it as much as Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. That's my theory yeah. straight away. Just out of spite. And I deserve an extra point if you feel that way. <laughs> I would just pretend. <laughs> Rob, you had a point. Good, good. I, I hope you pretend that this movie is better than Ghostbusters 2016. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I hope that's the case. Yes, we'll talk all things Ghostbusters then. And we're going to talk about the character in the movie who feels like a personal insult to both Manny D and I. We'll discuss that that next week. (laughs) So until we return next week for Ghostbusters Afterlife, we got a train to catch. What does Iguinsu Orja mean? White devil. Well, tell them I'm not. I've only met you. How do I know? He said, let me guess, white devil, white devil? Yes, you speak what you do. Tell them what I'm saying. I come me in peace. In Quensu Orcha, Uza, in Kosozana. I couldn't help but notice that Iquensu Orcha part. Did you just refer to me as white devil? This how they know you. Leave that part.